Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast, Table Talk. We're here to talk about the new Batman movie and give our thoughts on it. Brand new, came out two days ago. Uh, and as with me, as always, I always forget to say it, but it is Jay. So how are you? Sir? Yeah, how's everyone doing today? This is exciting. It's like uh, getting up on, I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. You know, you... We've been waiting for this movie for a very long time. Yeah, it's... Uh... It has been a long time coming been in the works for a while. And then we had COVID and, and all of that. And yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. So you want to go ahead got and... back there? What do you mean? Oh, yes. Behind you there. Look at... From the, the theater. I'm a collector of novelty cups. That, that is a really cool uh, novelty cup. It's a uh... cup. Yeah. I'm going to put it with my, well, this one's bigger, but my Spider-Man Far From Home Mysterio cup. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, I went out before the movie and got the new Batman shirt. Uh, had to represent. Nerd. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, we went and saw it last night. Yeah, so it's fresh. Uh, yep. So uh, the main plot of the film is when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham. Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. And just to let everybody know off the top, this is going to be a spoiler heavy talk. We're just going to jump into it. Um, If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the movie before you hear anybody's thoughts on it. I I'm very pro hearing other people's thoughts before I go into movies. I could hear deep spoiler intensive breakdowns of movies and it not spoil it for me. That's just the type of person that I am. But I intentionally stayed away from a lot of people's reviews the last couple of days going into this one just to get my own, you know, my own thoughts on it here. And I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. The Peter, the Peter, the Peter. Hmm. Hmm. you might have a little peter inside you i think it was uh written by peter craig and matt reeves directed by matt reeves uh who's a phenomenal director uh he yeah. brought us some of the planet of the apes movies remakes which was which are very good i like those movies a lot mm-hmm. pg-13 with a two-hour 55 minute runtime classified action crime drama it's batman it's batman yeah but what makes this movie shine in a lot of ways, I think, is the cast. So the cast of this movie come, is uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul Dano as uh, Riddler, and then you got Andy Serkis as uh, Alfred, with so many more than that. That's only yeah. that's the tip of the iceberg for this movie with Peter Skarsgård in there and John Turturro's in there. It's It's all-star cast really yeah they get the casting was on point for all mm-hmm. of these characters yeah the only thing that i wish we'd have seen more of was i wish that andy circus's alfred had the neck tattoos from claw and yeah. <laughs> yeah i was expecting him to be a little more uh hardcore like kind of like the alfred from the gotham series uh but they kind of hinted a little bit at his military background, which I liked. And I think if we get more of these movies with Robert Pattinson, I think we'll see some of that coming I out. I think so too. I think um, so. Because Andy Circus is a terrifying, like he's just, Henry. he's an enigma of a human anyways. It's like, who are you? Like who, what do you do? 
in that one uh, scene, and he's only in a few scenes. <clears throat> excuse me. He's walking with the cane, and I was like, he doesn't need that cane. No. That cane's in front. <laughs> There's a sword in that cane or something that Andy Circus doesn't need a cane. No, no. But just to get into it, what did you think of the story? What What did you think of I, that? I thought it was phenomenal. I've, oh, I, I have always loved like the Riddler has been always my favorite Batman villain. Um, not that the Joker's not, but but like I've always liked the Riddler, even the goofy ones from the old you know '60s TV show and stuff. He's just always a I thought it was always a cool character. This guy that left riddles around and Batman had to solve it and stuff. It was, it yeah. was always interesting to me. Uh, so to see them actually do the Riddler correctly and not make him a goofball and make him just this sadistic um, evil human uh, was really cool to see. Um, and Paul Dano, again, phenomenal, like played the part perfectly. I guess you're more of a, comics dc side comics fan than i am read a little bit more intensively on some of that stuff is this version of riddler more comic accurate than like a jim carrey where he's silly wearing the question marks everywhere i think it depends on the yeah i think it depends a little bit on the um series and who's writing him at the time because there were like in the 60s and like even uh different writers have different i think even in the comics he had more of the question marks all over his outfit and stuff but he was still more uh just sadistic like yeah. very evil okay like the joker like he was he's not like some goofy but like haha yeah catch me if you can you know um, uh but yeah i do believe in the comics he still did have like the question marks all over his suit like he did wear a suit like that and i know that for the movie because <clears throat> I'd read the, an article before going to see it a while months ago, just about how they were kind of more framing the Riddler's character off of like the Zodiac killer for this, mm -hmm. which I thought was very evident, very yeah. evident. And Paul Daniels phenomenal that you can't say it enough for what he does. He's such an underrated actor for being able to just step in and take over these, these roles and make them so fleshed out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, who is that guy? You know, you, you forget that it's Paul Dano's face, you know, like, it's just like, no, I see. Right. And that's a credit to him, not a discredit, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately on the backside, I think it kind of takes away from him a little bit, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Cause even the Riddler himself, his screen time in this film, like actual screen time, most of his time on film on the screen was on another screen. Like he was recording yeah. himself and people yeah. were watching it. So it was really interesting the way it was done. They did it that way, um, which it had to be because he what the Riddler's not a he's not tough. He's not like real super aggressive, you know. Yeah, it's a mind game for him. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought they did very well, uh, and the riddles were good. They weren't all all shallow, just empty riddles. There was a lot of depth to a couple of those. Mm -hmm. uh, it made it a lot more intriguing of a story. So the premise is that he's going around and he's taking out uh, corrupt. Uh, this movie is very much just about the corrupt of Gotham, you know, mm -hmm. not necessarily the super villains that we know about. It's very low key, you know, in yeah. a lot of ways. And I respect that. I thought that was a very, very well executed. Baby, I'm not supposed to have a baby. Hold on. Hold on. 
uh yeah the um the well i'll wait i'll wait till he gets back okay Did you sing them a song? I, I didn't. I was going to start talking, but I was like, I don't want to have a conversation. And then you come back. Oh, I'm and have sorry. Have the same I'm sorry. Baby. Sorry. Sorry. I get it. So, um, yeah. So. So he's yeah, just so, taking out the corrupt. He's taking out these politicians. And. The plot continues to. Uh, I lost my train of thought. The orphanage and Thomas Wayne and then Bruce having to deal with his father not being as perfect as he right. thought he was, which is realistic. Mm -hmm. And that's more the latter half of the movie. What do you think of those elements of that of that subplot? Yeah, that was um, it was interesting because I thought that they were going to bring in the Court of Owls storyline with the with all the corruption they said in Gotham and how they had. Uh, how like Thomas Wayne was involved in all this because in that story arc they had um, the Waynes and stuff were a part of that like the secret society it was like this everybody in Gotham all the high people were a part of this court they called themselves the court of owls and stuff and so I thought they were going to bring that with how they used the uh, uh, just these high people ranking going underground yeah. and hiding and stuff like that. That's what I thought they were going to bring in, but they didn't. And that's fine. Uh, I don't think it took away from the story at all. But. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. And the couple things that I really liked was the development of Batman's character. And we can differentiate between Batman and Bruce Wayne, but mm -hmm. the, the growth of Batman's character in this movie from where he starts out at the beginning to where it finishes up at the end, I thought was really good. Like, mm -hmm. Like really good. One of the best Batman arcs I think I've seen in at least a solo Batman movie. Yeah. Um, from and I and I loved it. That opening scene, and it's in the trailer where he's beating up those uh clown mask, or I guess like a uh, skeleton mask guys. Yeah. And he says he's vengeance. Yeah. At the end of the movie, the the Riddler uh copycat was saying he was vengeance. And, you know, mm -hmm. and Batman growing from. And he says almost a line like I have to be something more, something more than just revenge, something more than just vengeance on on the bad. You know, mm -hmm. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they they yeah, they um the way they. Uh, the way he you could tell he like started to realize like. Because he was he was a lot more aggressive in this, oh, like, like than any other Batman movie movie we've seen from start to finish. Like he just beat guys in the face and not care, which I love. But then, like you said, you see that progression in him realizing, like I need to be more. I need to be something uh, other than revenge, or... other than terror. Because yeah. and what's cool is, and they say it. He says as much at the beginning, and the narration from Robert Pattinson I thought was perfect. 
I thought was perfect. You get this sort of uh, noir-esque detective movie. And this is very much another, not to get off on too many side tangents, we're going to be all over the place, though, while we talk about this. Yeah, yeah. This was the best version of Batman we've ever gotten in regards to him being a good detective. Yeah. Like a very good cop almost, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, he's known as being the world's greatest detective. This is something Christopher Nolan's Batman failed at. Just yeah. failed. Like he would just use incredible technology to solve everything and it just came mm-hmm. off as lazy. But you could really tell this was borderline a buddy cop movie between him and Gordon. Yeah. And the way they were bouncing things off of each other to figure out the answer to the riddles and figure mm-hmm. out where to go next, which I thought was incredible. Yeah. And that that was going off that, like him having to be more of a detective in this. His tech, his tech that he had wasn't great. Very limited. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of anything that he had to help him. He had the uh, the eye, like the contact lens, mm-hmm. and that was probably his highest tech thing. I think the facial recognition. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, uh, even like his, even like his car and stuff, which the Batmobile it looked like a souped up Dodge Challenger. It really a, did. Yeah, yeah, which was awesome. It looked awesome. I thought it was uh, good. I thought it was real good. But yeah, I loved, I loved the playoff of the. Uh, Batman and Gordon. Oh, Jim yeah. Gordon in this. Like they were. And I think what we didn't get from the Nolan film was that Commissioner Gordon that didn't trust Batman. Yeah. There was there was like there was just a hint. Like he's like, I I know what you're gonna do is probably right, but I still don't trust you. Yeah. And this right here, he's like, Yeah, I trust you. Whatever you're gonna do, I know it's gonna be fine. Just, in this one, in yeah, this yeah, yeah. Well, he believed in his ideals, and that's another thing that I think this movie got so right. Again, I think what the the vision that Matt Reeves has for this version of Batman was very reminiscent to me of the vision that uh, they had going into Spider Man Homecoming. Mm. Like they just understood what those comics were and especially that origin stuff and was like Mm -hmm. no this is where we're going to stay focused it's not about making batman this it's not about making batman this but it's about telling a very specific story and a very specific arc for for bruce wayne and batman which i thought was great and even for commissioner gordon like it reminded me of a few of those animated series you know especially like year one where gordon's huge in that story and he's mm-hmm. just overwhelmed by corruptness that even Christopher Nolan's Batman's didn't get quite right. You know, they talk about it, but right. he has no choice but to trust Batman because he's not a cop. Mm-hmm. That's how corrupt the cops are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you felt that in here, because he was completely willing to just break chain of command, go around other cops every chance he could get just to talk to Batman. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I'm glad too with this. Um, so in the show, like in the movie and stuff, they talk about how he's been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't get an origin story with it. That was why one of my concerns going into it is that they were going to make it an origin story. Even in flashbacks, you see no flashbacks from his childhood. Nope. And I love that. I was like, again, we already... that, that reminded me of the Spider-Man movie again. Homecoming. Yeah. They were just yeah. like, you don't have to retell stuff you already know. Right. Everybody knows Batman's story 
never changes. His parents are always going to die in that alley. There's nothing, nobody's ever created a different Batman origin story. It's always the same. So we don't need another one. And they still uh, talk about it. Yeah. No, they talk about it and that's fine. Yeah. But not having the flashbacks, it just, it made it so much better. Even the, the elements of having another orphan for him to look at and relate to mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah. Was perfect. And it led to the climax then. And the climax of the movie is that uh, Riddler was also an orphan mm-hmm. and felt uh, shafted by the system because they were, and they were all those orphans were drug addicts by like 12 years old and all that. And so yeah. he's going into it with the approach of, they failed us. They failed us. And it made him hate everyone, mm-hmm. which I think was, was just great. Yeah. What'd you think of, of Robert Pattinson as the Cape Crusader though? He was great. Like I would probably rank him up there. It's hard. So far, everybody they've gotten to play Batman, like in the last 20 years. So between uh, Vale and uh, Keaton, Keaton and uh, Affleck, Affleck, and now Pattinson. I don't think any of them have played Batman bad. They've all played the Batman that they were supposed to play in those films and the kind of that they were going to play. Uh, That's true. I personally think, though, like I think Pattinson may be my favorite, but not my favorite. No, Bale is always going to be my favorite Batman. Like that's always going to be Batman to me. Really? Pattinson is a close second, though. I would. Oh, and I've only seen it once. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it the one time. I'm still riding the high of, of the movie last night. And it was a high because Matt Reeves sets up so quickly within the first 10 minutes of the movie. You know exactly what type of movie this is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, and I remember looking at Vera and being like, no, I'm on board. I love this. I'm in. You know, yeah. I, I'm, he's got me. I'm hooked. And it doesn't change the whole movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I would, I would, I would rank Robert Pattinson's Batman higher than Christian Bale's, and we can get oh, into yeah. it. I don't want to get into it uh, quite yet because there's another element I want to talk about first. Okay. What did you think about Colin Farrell? Phenomenal. Uh, the whole time I'm like, is this even Colin Farrell? Uh, oh yeah. And then I'm also thinking, wait, is this Robert De Niro? I think it was like, Colin Farrell playing Robert De Niro playing. Playing penguin, yes. That's yeah, what yeah. No, honestly, it was, and it was, it was really good. But he felt like a De Niro in a mafia movie. He felt like a real person, yeah. Know? And that's really what mattered more than anything. Yeah. That's what mattered, and he did. He didn't feel like a Danny DeVito penguin. This was an actual. <laughs> this was an actual human being, an actual character. Yeah. And I, what I love even more is that he wasn't even the main bad guy. No. So you had you had. Riddler, who's kind of the the point, he's the main villain antagonist driving the whole story. And mm-hmm. then underneath of him, you had John Totoro, who was uh, uh, Falcone. Falcone. And then you had Oswald as pretty much his second. Yeah. And so he really takes a back seat as more of a more of a rat at, at, in any way because that's where it came down to, you know, after that yeah. chase scene that you saw in the trailer, mm-hmm. but. It really now set him up and propelled him into new status if they make another movie. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. 
I do love they, that we've seen enough of these movies. I know who all these characters are, regardless mm-hmm. of who's playing them. So when it's Falcone and the Penguin having a conversation, or, or Falcone and, and Bruce Wayne having a conversation, and they're talking about uh, uh, what's the other Maroni. They're talking yeah. about Maroni. They're talking. I'm like, I know who all these people are, regardless right. of who's playing them. I know this world. Yeah, I love this world, and that's why Batman is such a success because. Mm-hmm. It's so contained and so concise. We know whether that's good, whether it's good or not, is a different story. But right. It just feels real, you know. Yeah. What do you think of Gotham as a whole? the The look of Gotham City. I think it was probably one of the better Gotham's we've seen. Uh, and I know they took it. It was definitely you could definitely tell it was New York City. You think so? Yeah, it was Long Island. Like you could tell because there were all okay, the bridges well, going. Where in. they shot at is is, irru- oh, is not. Yeah, yeah, you could tell it was New York City. Like I could like, but I'm, I don't know. I it looked good. Like I don't know. Just it didn't feel like a real city though, like a city that we've seen. Yeah, to me, it didn't feel like a city that I've seen. It the the, the architecture and a few of the scenes they did a really good do- job of differentiating it from reality. Bruce. Uh, uh, Wayne Manor with all of its like gothic looks inside of yeah. things it wasn't uh, a Wayne household that we've seen before, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Very outdated, very old. And then the city was an amalgamation of all cities. You know what I mean? Like with mm-hmm. billboards everywhere and all of that. It's dirty. It's nasty. It didn't feel like Chicago which is another yeah. hit on the Nolan trilogy. It just feels like that's if, I mean, it's Chicago. They filmed it in Chicago. It looks like Chicago. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like joke, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie either, which we also know was just dirty New York city. Yeah. This was Gotham city. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. The Gothic tech or the architecture. architecture. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I did notice that too about Wayne Manor. I was like, man, this is like, this is like an old mansion. Mm-hmm. Like this is like 1800s built, you know, like this is old and you can tell. And, uh, and that is cool because in all the other Batman movies, he's got this with the exception. I think Michael Keaton's is kind of older looking, but like probably the closest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like with Christian Bales and stuff, it's kind of po- more polished. It's, oh yeah. It's modernized. You know, what'd uh, you think? Of, what'd you think of the Batcave? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Probably one of the best Batcaves as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like the Batcave in Batman Begins, but then like in Dark Knight, he's just in a bunker. Yeah. Like, it's not the Batcave at all anymore. He's just in a bunker. Yeah. But this really felt real because he's just like, okay, well, he made a left, then he made another left, then he made a right, and he's just in the city still. Mm-hmm. But, and it seems like people could accidentally stumble upon it. Like, you have right. to intentionally go out of your way to get to it. But someone right. could accidentally stumble on it, and he's probably got things in place to like prevent people from getting in there. Yeah, but it still felt realistic to be like, okay, that makes sense how he got there, and then how he gets out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman? She was good. She was good. I I think it was more the aesthetic and the feel of Catwoman that I liked more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the score behind whenever her character was on screen, I liked a lot. Um, she really felt to me 
like a perfect balance between a Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman and an Anne Hathaway Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Like she was right in the middle, subtly, and it worked really well, I think. We didn't get the crazy cat puns like we did with Batman Begins. I despise that movie. That's probably a controversial. You mean Batman Returns? Batman Returns. Thank you. (laughs) Batman Returns is not a good movie. Uh, She's probably a better Catwoman, though, than Anne Hathaway is. Oh, way better. I and I. But she's very punny. And I hate that. Yeah, that that was interesting to me that you compared those two, because I was I was thinking more Halle Berry and uh Anne Hathaway oh she doesn't even cross my mind though (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't even cross them that's not a Catwoman movie but that movie sucks too but uh no I I liked her uh I thought she was I thought she did again I I felt everyone did phenomenal in this I didn't uh, I did too I really liked she felt like an opportunist in a way that Anne Hathaway didn't mm -hmm. so and she has a few scenes where she kisses Batman yeah. And I don't think she has feelings for Batman. I think she's using Batman as a means to an end. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. maybe that end conversation they have where she's like, run away with me. I think she thinks it can turn into something. They're very, they're very kindred spirits. I mean, they're wearing masks and they're running around in the dark. Yeah. But I don't think she's out for her at the end of the day. Yeah. And I thought that that version of her was was really well done. Mm hmm. She's okay with dealing drugs over here because she needs to, but then she's going to go over here and kill the guy that she dealt the drugs to because she hates the drugs. You know what I yeah. mean? That's yeah. that was her cat woman. And I think it worked. The only thing I didn't like was, and again, this is just nitpicking. She had actual like nails, mm-hmm. like just all uh, tons of women these days are wearing nails like that. That is not practical at all in terms of using a gun, in terms of fighting, in terms of this. I really liked Michelle Pfeiffer's where it was a suit and she like used metal. She had claws yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense, but whatever. It, it worked. That's a huge nitpick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. But everybody, I thought everybody did did phenomenal in this movie. And I really like Robert Pattinson. It didn't distract me that it was him. The only no. downside, I think, the only there was a couple downsides. And again, the takeaways are, are borderline meaningless. Um, I don't think we got enough Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very Batman heavy. He was in the in the costume almost the whole movie. But it's a Batman movie. It's not a Bruce Wayne movie, you know. So I think yeah. that worked well. And I hope if they do make a sequel that we get more of him as the philanthropist you know the the other version of him um i think he's going to have to come out because in this one brute when he was bruce he was very just like i don't want to be this person angry yeah yeah which works because i think he's still on spot okay he's probably in his early 20s mm-hmm. he's been doing this for a couple of years all he wants to do is hit people yeah because he's angry and that's where bruce is and i really respect that and i like that a lot yeah I thought it was, I loved his, his costume. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Um, the only critique is I think he was a little bit too bulletproof. Um, I don't really care for that as much, especially coming off the back of Christian Bale, where that movie goes into great, takes its time to explain, oh, well, this will hold up against this bullet, but not this bullet. Like Christian, Christopher Nolan's Batman, the plot details what he can and cannot do in terms of capabilities. This one, he's got a suit and he's getting shot a lot yeah. 
And a lot of it is bouncing off. I appreciated that at the end when he took that shotgun blast to the chest, mm-hmm. it knocked him on his butt. Yeah. You know, because there were a little piece of me was like, okay, well, he's almost too good. Like he's almost too perfect. Cause he's not scared at all to get hurt. Yeah. But yeah. I love the line. Well, I don't know if we want to get into that or not. I was just like the scene between him and the Riddler at the end when Riddler's in the, uh, at Arkham and he mm-hmm. goes to go talk to him mm-hmm. and the Riddler's like, you and I are the same because the mask you're wearing is your true personality. And I was just like, Oh, it's so deep. It's and that's so- I mean, that's a common thread throughout any Batman movie. Like, you know, uh, Katie Holmes says that at the end of Batman begins, like, yeah, she looks at Bruce and says, this is your mask. Batman's mm-hmm. your, your true identity. But you're so right. And that movie, that scene is so tense because he thinks he's outed mm-hmm. at that point. You know, he's not outed because he thinks that he's going to unveil him. Yeah. He thinks Riddler's going to unveil him. And he's chanting Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, when that's the last person he wanted to kill. That was a great scene. It was yeah. very reminiscent of the Heath Ledger interrogation scene. Yeah. Yeah. So the Riddler didn't know who Batman really was, though. No. Oh, no, I, no. that's why. That's why I took it away. I was like, he didn't know, but the whole time you think he does know. Yeah, he was just thwarted in killing Bruce. Yeah, yeah. And the sigh of relief. Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson does a good job showing emotion, and I like the 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 mask that they gave him with the cowl and the things because he could. The emotion was very evident mm-hmm. on his face and in his eyes. You know, he had a little bit bigger eye holes, so that's why he was wearing the mascara. To, yeah. to black it out but it allowed him to use his eyes with a little bit more emotion than i think a couple of the other versions had yeah yeah and i really love how he just always carries around like a giant poncho so whenever he doesn't want to walk around as batman he just covers up his entire suit and puts on a baseball hat it was his mascara still on his eyes yeah he's just walking around and then he'll put the i thought it was great I really it was really good yeah uh soundtrack was really good mm-hmm. the score was awesome there's only the one song in there but then the score itself was really which worked well too yeah it yeah. was very everything was so intentional it paid off well mm-hmm. how did you feel about the uh runtime almost three hours it was a little long it was long it it's it was not long. that it's not that it was boring but it was almost too long and i don't know what they i'm sure there's some stuff they could have cut out but I don't know what, like, I wasn't like watching it and been like, oh, they should have cut this scene out or they should have cut this scene out. Yeah. It it was long. I think two, I think two hours and 45 minutes would have been fine. There was definitely scenes towards the end where I'm like, okay, that's, that's going to be the end. Oh, oh, we're still going. Oh, that's going to be the, oh, oh, we're still going. Yeah. That happened like three times. And it got to a point where I'm like, oh, now I'm feeling it. Now yeah. I'm starting to feel this this runtime. It's not like Endgame, where Endgame just came and went. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was three hours? Yeah. You can't compare these two movies at all. Right. Outside of runtime. But you could definitely feel it start to, to drag on the back end, back end because of stuff that they, I think, for me, intentionally left in on the front end. Mm-hmm. I think it was very important that they showed us this is a different batman this is a different gotham this is a different than you've ever seen before and i don't i think it would have been a disservice if he'd have cut those scenes out 
or cut right. those scenes short. Right. So we sacrificed in making it longer to justify some of those things. And that mm -hmm. payoff, I think, worked really, really well. So it's just unfortunate that it kind of got sluggish towards towards the the, the latter bits. Um, but that was okay. You know, like there was that extended scene towards the end of him and Catwoman driving together. And it's just like, okay, I don't need half of this. Because yeah. by that point, I was already like, okay, now your movie's starting to get a little too long. Mm -hmm. But I think it was all to establish a world, establish a, a, a feel and a theme. And for that, I can't fault it because I think it, it paid off really well. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, uh, but yeah, yeah, being that long of a film, it does make you think twice before you're just going to pop it in and watch it one night. And it will. Know? And I was it, thinking about that during the movie. It's just like, okay, I've turned on The Dark Knight numerous times and gotten maybe halfway through and turned it off. Mm -hmm. This is even longer than that. Yeah. And I think, okay. Let's talk something else. Okay. How would you compare Paul Dano's Riddler to Heath Ledger's Joker? Totally two different movies, but in a lot of ways, they're they're yeah. the same. Yeah, they were because there were there were points in it where I was just like, okay, now he's just trying to like the laughing and stuff when he's on camera. Yeah. Or like when he's in the arkham and he's talking to batman and stuff and he's like going like kind of standing up and yeah it's kind of very similar undertones to it or tones to it uh so i they're different characters i don't know like I, they're different characters but it felt the same like you i'm said not that saying that they're like the same i'm not i don't want to say they're the same, but you had said at the beginning, which kind of, I almost, I wanted to bring it up then, but I didn't, that the Riddler is, is a lot like the Joker. They're the same type of character. You know, they just kind of want to bring chaos as opposed yeah. to, and their in-state goals aren't necessarily as cut and dry as the mob, you know, where they right. just want money or they just want this or they just want that. But you can't help but look at the similarities between the two. And mm -hmm. tonally, they're very similar in that they're just, they're just maniacs. Yeah. The Dark Knight is much cleaner of a movie than this is. So this is a little bit more gritty, a little bit darker, a little bit creepier. In yeah. my opinion, there was a couple of these scenes I was like, ooh, I saw a little five-year-old walk into this theater. No. And I'm like, ooh, that's a little creepy. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't help but compare the two. And I don't want to take anything away from what Heath Ledger did because that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And he transformed himself into something completely different. This yeah. is Paul Dano doing what Paul Dano does best. Right. Yeah. But it does beg the next question then, because there is a scene with Paul Dano in Arkham mm -hmm. talking to a cellmate who is, uh, and I'm not sure how to say his last name, so I'm going to butcher it. Barry Co Cogan? Cohen? Okay. Who is, you know who that is? The Joker. But Oh, oh who he? No, I don't know. I've never. That Yes, that's, have you guys watched The Eternals? Oh, we haven't watched Eternals yet. Oh, no. You don't know. He's one of the Eternals. Okay. Uh, but that was the Joker. Yeah. And you could see him. He looked messed up. Yeah. He borderline looked like killing joke Joker. Because mm -hmm. you could see the grin and his hair looked like it was like really on the top, but shaved on the side. Yeah. He looked terrifying. Yeah. And so my only comparison to the Riddler and Heath Ledger is now 
how much crazier does that version of the Joker have to be? Gonna have to be pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I would argue that the Riddler in this was just as crazy as Heath Ledger's Joker, who Mm -hmm. we all said was crazier than Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. What is this Joker gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I borderline want this these movies to go in a direction of like, I want to see Robin, and then I want to see Robin get taken by this Joker, and yeah. then that storyline take place. I don't know where it'll go. I you know wherever it goes, I'm I'm down. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how that scene hit you compared to how it hit me. But I was like, ooh, this is exciting. Yeah. No, I mean, anytime they introduce the Joker and stuff into it, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm a little shocked that they wanted to introduce him already. Like I thought they would have maybe waited for a second movie to come out and then introduced him for a third really? movie. Really? Uh, I don't know who else they would have brought back, like what other villain they would have brought in. Uh, well, I guess at the beginning, I thought maybe the court oh, yeah. would come in, you know, to play some way. Um, I did hear I, talks. I did hear talks though of them potentially Matt Reeves talking about wanting to do a pulled back realistic version and a lot in the same way the Riddler was done with Mr. Freeze. Oh, that would be cool. That could be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. If he's more of a, just a scientist and he. Yeah. Figures out how to manipulate that kind of stuff. Yeah. Who would you get to play him? Ooh. He doesn't have to be big because in the comic books, he wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just a brawny scientist. Yeah. You could get like a ooh, what about like a like a Paul Rudd? Eh, I don't, I think you got to go with a maybe someone who's not as big. Hmm. Like a what about Andrew Lincoln? You think he's too old? He might be too old at this point. I don't know. Does he need to be young though. I don't know. I, I no, don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't need to. I can't disconnect him from Rick Grimes, though, and he's a crazy maniac in that, yeah. in that show. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought, and then what's the Riddler's name in the comics? Edward. Yeah, it was Edward Enigma. Yeah. Well, that's who that's who they used as his name in the ser- in the Gotham series was Ed Enigma. Oh, that's not his name. I don't know if that's his name as a comic. I honestly, I can't remember. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. His name was Edward something in the movies. Cause what were they showed two? Uh, yeah. He had a couple of license. Yeah. Yeah. He was going by many names. Yeah. So where would you rank this in, in the Batman epilogue of films? So, yeah, I, uh, I was thinking about this, like, as soon as I left the theater last night, like, where my Batman movie rankings are. Um, I'm still, Dark Knight, I think, is the best one. Really? This one is a close, very close second, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, yeah, those, the Dark Knight and then the Batman with Robert Pattinson is probably a close second. Because uh, as much as... What uh, rounds out top three though? What's what comes in oh, top three? Oof. Uh, I 
I'd probably say Batman Begins. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 89? Yeah. Just because I've only seen the Michael Keaton one maybe a couple times, and I was younger when I watched them. And so I, yeah, I've had, I've, I probably should go back and rewatch them again as since I've been an adult, but I just mm-hmm. haven't. So, yeah, I would probably say, I would probably say this takes the cake. I think this is what I would consider the best Batman movie, live action Batman movie ever. And not just because of Robert Pattinson and everything he did, which I think was great. The world seems more comic accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters and the way they interact seems more comic accurate. I like Christopher Nolan's, but his intention was to t- take it away from being comic accurate. Right. And for yeah. that, I think he did a very good job. Yeah. But now seeing this and seeing that there is a way that you can make this movie and make it make that translation accurately and mm-hmm. good. This takes it, you know, for me, it has yeah. to take it in a lot of the same ways that I think Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home succeeded over like the amazing Spider-Man movies, which mm-hmm. is so like, OK, you can do it the way the comics wrote it originally. And it look and it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really good. So yeah, everything about this, I looked at it through the lens of that it feels like a comic book. It feels yeah. like a comic book brought to life. And for that, it does take the number one spot. But I would agree that I think it's this, the Batman, and then the Dark Knight. And then the the 89, the Michael Keaton one. Michael Keaton's okay. That's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was great and I want more now, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was terrified this was going to be very bad. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah, I had low expectations going into this movie, and it blew every one of my low expectations out of the water. Yeah. Was, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So I recommend going to the theaters, watch this movie, prepare to be there for a while because it is very long. Yeah. Don't take your kids. Support it. Support it because that's the only way they're ever going to make a sequel is if yeah. we go and, and we support this movie. Yeah. And I think it's doing very well on its opening weekend. We'll see what it does after tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah. Any other well, thoughts? No, I, yeah, I got nothing else on it. I think we, we covered, I mean, you couldn't cover everything, but it yeah. covered most of it. Yeah. Even the scenes from the trailers weren't a letdown. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times those scenes fall on, oh, I know that I've already seen this. You know, I saw yeah. that. I saw a lot of that penguin Batman car chase scene. We've seen a yeah. lot of that. That was advertised very early on. And even watching it this time, it was still really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I yeah. love how they put him in handcuffs and made him waddle around like a penguin. Yeah. It was great. But. Yeah. Nothing else? Nope. That's all I got. Well, why don't you uh, drive it home? All right. If you want to leave us a review and you like what you heard, have, head over to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us some stars and reviews. And uh, you can also check us out on Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also head over to YouTube, which is where this will be airing first um oh yeah you're if you're watching this i guess you are on youtube (laughs) check our other stuff out on youtube and uh let us know what you think leave us comments in the comment section um if you have any requests for movies for us to do or 
uh, suggestions or whatever, head over to Instagram at popcorn and coffee and DM us. Please. Yeah. We yeah. love to hear everybody's thoughts on movies. So we appreciate you listening to this and, and we're going to be dropping another episode on the pod in, in about a week. So yep. go find it. All right. Bye. Thanks everybody.